1: Back here on the second guest show, Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go to our Oakwood Hard Jewelers talking text line from the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Jeff Nowag, Jeff, thanks for joining us this afternoon. What's up, Mike? How you doing? All right, but uh, man, you know, uh, I was talking to Jim Nagy. Um, maybe about 10 days ago. And boy, he was excited about the group he had. He said, Mike, this may be the best group of players and highly drafted players we've had in the past seven or eight years. I mean, he he was really raving about it. And we were talking about some of the smaller college guys, Cody Mark from North Dakota State and some of the tight ends that were there also that, that could come up the charts. But this is where, for me, the big men, and I'm talking about, this is where everybody needs help. I don't care if it's starter help or depth, offensive, defensive lines. They've made the most money, I told this to Jim, than any other unit going to the senior bowl. Well, Mike, didn't this happen with Trevor Penning at the It happened bowl? with Trevor. Now, he was projected as a first-round But, pick, I mean, he kicked butt but at the senior he, bowl, right? Yeah, he took care of business there and solidified being a top-20 pick. But I think this is where to watch because I do think – Edge rushers, defensive tackles, offensive line. Everybody needs either starter people or depth people. That's where you're going to make some money at the senior bowl. Yeah,
0: and I think for the, from a Saints perspective, and I don't think you can bank on them having a first-round pick. It might happen. You know, they might fall from the sky and hit them in the head. But for a team that's trying to figure out the prospects from 40 to 112 or 117, whatever their second-round pick or their their third-round pick is, this is where you're going to find a lot of those players. You know, a lot of the top 40 aren't going to be out here. But that next group where you're trying to develop, you know, you're trying to find developmental prospects that will help you for the next five, ten years, this is where you find those guys. And so I think the Saints, of all the years for the Saints, to have kind of four position coaches, if you will, obviously Ronald Curry is the offensive coordinator to get a really close look at some of these guys on the field. I think this is a really big advantage for them. Um, And the last time they came here, Without a first-round pick, they, they found Eric McCoy, who was also a senior bowl guy. So I think this is a team that very much prioritizes this event in their scouting, and uh, this is going to be, you know, as if any year was going to be the year, this would be it.
2: yeah Jeff, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, uh, who are you expecting, like all hands on deck with the Saints, whether it be Mickey Loomis, Dennis Allen, Jeff Ireland, uh, are they all going to be there? You expect to see them or what?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they, the Saints usually have a pretty strong contingent out here regardless. Obviously, you're going to have the four coaches on the field. So that's one thing. I know last year we saw a majority of the of the assistants out here. Streep is always out here getting a close look at the uh, offensive line prospects. I don't know if we'll see Mickey, um, but we will definitely see Jeff Ireland, obviously Ronald Curry. So, uh, I mean, I think if, if as much as any year, they're going to have all these guys out here for sure.
1: Jeff, uh, a, a lot of the top tight ends are junior guys, uh, but mm-hmm. I think this is a pretty thick year. And I, I went look at my top fifty-eight. I got seven tight ends in the, my top fifty-eight. Top fifty-eight players? And, and fifty-eight. Se- and seven are tight ends. Whoa. Seven are tight ends. Whoa. Now most of those guys are juniors, uh, but there's an interesting player there uh, from Oregon State that I think uh-huh. could potentially. Make a run here. He got hurt with a knee injury. He's a big man, tight end, who can catch the football. He's not too great as a blocker. I've I've watched enough of him. I can figure that out. Uh, But my little four-year-old could have figured, granddaughter could have figured that one out too. (laughs) I mean, he's a try, but he ain't uh, barreling into anybody. I think the tight end position will be one. Now, you looking into the second tier of tight ends here, but that kid from Oregon State's got a chance because he's one of the top 58.
0: Yeah, and, and Declan Doyle is the Saints offensive assistant. He's going to be the tight ends coach at the Senior Bowl for, I want to say it's the American team, which is the, you're talking about Luke Musgrave. I don't know if he actually said his name. Um, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, six six two fifty. 250. You know, it's funny because you look at his stat line and you're like, wow, he must have had a terrible year. 11 catches, 169 yards and a touchdown. Well, that was over two games. He only played two games. <laughs> so when you when you look at that, it's like, wow, he was very productive in those two games. And yeah, you, you look at a guy, he moves really well. He, he moves like a wide receiver downfield. I think he needs to bulk up at the NFL level. It's part of the reason he's a developmental prospect, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you see him move and, you know, I don't say this often about guys like I don't compare guys in the NFL, but you see how Travis Kelsey moves down the field and you see how he's been able to dominate for a decade in the NFL. And you see similar traits with, you know, they're about the same height. They have the same kind of build. And it's really just a question of whether he can be an NFL blocker, I think, because he's got all the ball skills.
1: Yeah, and the way the game is played today, a lot of that, he's off the line of scrimmage anyway. He's almost like a slot receiver. A lot of these tight ends, the way they play him. Is there a running back there that you want to keep an eye on? Because I do think – that's an area where I would not be surprised to see the Saints use multiple picks. We have to address that. Especially if you can get a big back, and Tajay's there. And, but I think we've seen over the years, um, there's only going to be one first-round pick running back, and, and that's Bijan uh, from Texas. Uh, I sort of believe that Taje may fall into that sort of area code where Alvin Kamara gets picked, where you had him maybe as a – second-round pick, but he falls into round three. Uh, So who are you keeping your eye on at the running back spot? And I'm looking more particularly for a bigger back.
0: 100%. Um, You know, here's a a stat for you. So I looked up all, all the Saints Senior Bowl picks dating back to 2000, which is, you know, when Mickey Loomis came on, so it's a good year to start. That's 23 drafts. They have made 49 picks of players who were at the Senior Bowl. Zero of those players were running backs. So that doesn't mean the Saints won't scout running backs at the senior role, but I do think it, it's, it's kind of indicative of the the players they will look at, and it's typically linemen, linebackers. Um, you know, you'll see some you'll see a wide receiver or two. You'll see a tight end or two. I think Ian Book was out here. But, yeah, I mean, I think a guy like Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky intrigues me. You know, I think that you're going to see a lot of guys who have a chance to stand out. And so I almost, like, when I look at the running back position at the senior role, I kind of, take a wider perspective and I just kind of wait to see who forces me to look down at my roster. I'm like, Oh, who was that? You know? Um, but I, I think Chris Rodriguez is interesting to me. Cause I think he was really good two years ago. And then the entire Kentucky offense, I think the offensive line kind of fell off a cliff. And so a guy like Will Levis, a guy like Chris Rodriguez didn't have a great offensive season. Um, this past year. But I, I think both of those guys are going to be interesting to watch this week.
1: Two guys uh, to keep an eye on. One, Dorian Williams. Uh, Jim and I mm-hmm. talked about Dorian back in October. And he's no small linebacker. You know, but, man, he can move, especially east and west. And he's got better in the coverage part of the game. And the other guy I think who'll get picked much higher than people or give him a draft grade is Jay Ward from LSU. Because yep. he can play outside. He can play in the slot. He can play free safety, and he can play nickel-and-dime sets. Man, anything like that, man, I, I want that guy because he's interchangeable in so many areas. So your thoughts on Jay Ward from LSU and certainly uh, Dorian Williams, I think he's got a chance to be a top 100 pick in this draft, and I feel the same way toward Jay.
0: Yeah, I think safety is a, it's another position. I keep I sound like a broken record. Is another position the Saints have a coach at, that's Corey Robinson. I think from, from the Saints' perspective, as they're looking at safeties, one of the things that they didn't have this year, and you, you noticed it, was a center field type safety, a guy who can get over the top, play top down, pick up, pick up those interceptions on tips and overthrows. You had that with Marcus Williams, and he never really replaced it. And so, yeah, a guy like Jay Ward, I think Christopher Smith out of Georgia is really intriguing. He's, been, he's the player who returned the field goal for a touchdown against LSU in the SEC Championship. He also had an interception in that game. You know, and so I think that's kind of what I'm looking for in this, in this kind of setting is are there any safeties who show kind of that elite ability to get over the top, to play top-down coverage? Um, because the Saints, I think Tyron Matthew, I think Marcus May is a solid duo, but neither one of them is that kind of deep safety. And so that's what I'm looking for. I, I don't know if Jay Ward is that. I think he's more of, a, more of a downfield player trying to get into the box, but we'll see. Dorian Williams mm-hmm.
1: from Tulane. Man, I, I think – Jeff, he, he's one hell of a player. Man, he's got great instincts. He's not a, a, a small linebacker. And his ability to run the field is so impressive. Him and Nick, Aniston, I mean, every other play, they were making a tackle. If it wasn't Nick, it was Dorian. I mean, that part of Tulane's defense was awesome, but Dorian sort of flew under the radar because of the fact Tulane's offense was so good this year, especially revolving around Pratt. and and Tajay
0: yeah I can't argue with that the the linebacker position at the senior bowl is always tough to get a read on um because you're not hitting right you're you're not seeing a lot of that physicality so you're seeing a lot of coverage um but yeah I think Dorian Williams is going to be someone to watch I think a guy like you know I always struggle to say his name the kid from Alabama I think it's Toto or something to that to that extent um, you know, there's going to be a few, a few folks to watch uh, these next couple of days. Practices start tomorrow and obviously Wednesday, Thursday, and then the game on Saturday. Now, huh? Jeff,
2: uh, I didn't get your take on this because uh, things happen fast. Uh, Saints D-line coach. All of a sudden, uh, mm-hmm. you look at Ryan Nielsen and what he's accomplished. Now, uh, you know, you could say, well, you just get a different coach, whatever. But I look at a lot of Saints fans don't realize this. Because it might have been maybe up and down. But since 2017, uh, you know, we look at the Eagles this year. They had 70 sacks. But uh, since 2017, uh, the Saints have recorded the second most sacks in the NFL. So that's a handful of years in the sample size of 281. Only behind the Steelers uh, in that time span had more sacks than the Saints. Uh, Look at the Saints. I always say you got to get high 40s or low 50s. We had 45 total sacks. This season. uh, And it didn't start good. Yeah, it didn't start good, but (laughs) but think about this. We've totaled 45 or more sacks in each of the last four seasons. Ryan got a big part in that. So, uh, yeah, so now he's going to Atlanta. We're going to have to face that. Um, But but what is your take on uh, Coach Nielsen? He's young. He's only 44 years of age. You know, he's taking over a 73-year-old Dean Pease. That's a household NFL name as Falcons defensive coordinator as he announced his retirement with January the 9th. So, so that, that's, um,
1: boy, that's a great opportunity for him. But what about the boy with the Saints? And Arthur Smith, I do know one thing with Arthur. I had some dealings with him. With, with Tennessee, the right? network. Man, he, he's, he's going to turn that defense over to Nielsen. That, that's not his forte. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's the offensive he, he, you guy. Know, he's the offensive guy, quarterback, kind of passing guy. So Ryan's going to get a lot of autonomy in uh, Atlanta to do on defense.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing I will point out with the with the sack stat is it's not always the defensive line, right? I think this year, more than a lot of other years, you saw a lot of sacks from DeMario Davis, Caden Ellis. So a good number of those sacks came at the linebacker level. I do think the defensive line struggled this year and the sack number might be skewing it a little bit, but I think since 2017, you have seen a very consistent pass rush. What has hurt the last couple of years has been the lack of development for first round picks, right? You know, It seemed like Marcus Davenport took a step back this year. I don't know how. I still can't quite fathom how he went through the entire season with only a half sack. You know, Peyton Turner, he was a healthy scratch in a lot of games. I think he might have lost his confidence a little bit. And so that's been frustrating to watch. But I think from the larger level, Ryan Nielsen has been a very good defensive line coach, and I don't put all of that on him. Um, The second I saw he was interviewing with Atlanta, I had a feeling he was going to be out the door, and it has nothing to do with, you know, what he was doing with the Saints beyond – When you're on Dennis Allen's staff, you're not going to be able to stand out as a defensive coordinator the same way you would if you were on, say, Sean Payton's staff. The way Dennis Allen was able to put himself in a position to become a head coach, right? You know, it's the same way Pete Carmichael was kind of stuck behind Sean Payton for so many years. And so that's just an opportunity that I think it's not a surprise to me that he did not pass it up. If you remember a couple years ago, he was ready to go jump ship and take over as LSU's defensive coordinator.
1: Punched.
2: He was oh, making and, 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 that trip and, and, to back. No, no, that all of a sudden Sean's telling I him. I uh, got something not, in that contract, Ross. Right,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's. I think Sean saved him from himself a little bit because that he wouldn't sure have ended did. well. Right. <laughs> and so it's just it's a good opportunity for Ryan. I think the Saints are gonna are are gonna regret you know letting him get away. If not that they had any choice, but he, I think he's gonna be a thorn in their side for for a while now. And now you got to look at guys like David Onyemata, and Tavious Street, Marcus Davenport, all free agents to very easily hop over to Atlanta.
1: Yeah, and they got $55 million of cap space, the Falcons. Man, that's a lot of coin. And you and you can overpay for people, and that that's what's going to happen. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. We'll have you on all week talk about the senior bowl. Yeah, J- Jeff,
2: uh, I think he's out there too. Yeah, I saw the picture. <laughs> he's there. All
1: right, Jeff, all right, thank Jeff. you. Brother. Yeah, he's got a good setup. All right, guys. All right. We'll be back with more second guess right after this break on the Big 870.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.